use everything God gave you. You can do it. Bro, let's go. I know you're better than this. Be everything God made you to be. Don't quit. Don't be useless with possibility. We don't know what's going to happen in 2021 because we didn't know what would happen in 2020. 2020 and we've kind of been hit. And so now do you even have the spirit, the momentum, you know, just that fire to even plan for a new year? Well, I'm excited to say that I'm going to be walking my community through before the vision board, how to get that vision board amped, how to set your vision and your focus for a brand new year. That is what we're going to be going through over the next several weeks um, until we hit 2021. So more info about that is gonna be hitting the Pursuit Club first. And then I'm gonna let the world know uh, what else we got going on in order to help you really live your life, right? To the full. What's up everybody on YouTube and on Facebook? Love you guys dearly. As always, we're gonna be getting into, I think, uh, I, I love our conversations. I love our talks. I love all my audio listeners because you guys show up every week to listen to this podcast. And I sometimes say, I don't know what they love about this, but a lot of times you guys are telling me that I make you laugh. So if I make you laugh, I love it because joy is medicine. What's up? We got Quintisha here on YouTube. Make sure you say hi so I can acknowledge you. Hey, Andrea. Oh my gosh. Let's start with my life. Two things. One, I spilled hot tea on my laptop. Hot tea. I mean, you know that moment when it hits slow motion and you're like, no, that is, that is literally where I was. I'm like, oh, I get, like right now, my keys are a little sticky. Okay. She a little sticky. She need a little TLC. I might take her in to get looked at, but I was like, you know what? Right now. We're just going to pray she works today so I can get back to dropping my YouTube videos, which I need my laptop for, has my editing software and all of that. So thanks for all you guys' love on Instagram where I broke down that story. If you're in the Pursuit Club, I also shot you an email just kind of encouraging you through times or days where you just are not feeling awesome, right? Life hit you a couple of times and I love encouraging you guys every Sunday night with that. So that is out. Check your email. You didn't get it. Check your spam. Hello, Jeanette. Hello, Nieves. Okay, guys, the second thing I posted last week on Instagram, my Instagram is it's underscore Priscilla B was about this wretched looking Domino's pizza that hit my kitchen counter. Y'all sent the hubs out to get two pizzas. We ordered them. He goes, picks them up. He comes home and opens the box. When I say it is a ridiculous mess, it is so bad. And I'm not a complainer. Normally, I'm not the one who's going to go back to the restaurant. Yes, somebody said that pizza was hideous. When I say hideous, there were huge patches of no sauce, no cheese, no topping. You can tell where the bread itself, the dough just bubbled up. It was so gross. When my hungry oldest boy who loves to eat comes to the pizza and say, "Ugh," <laughs> when he comes and he's like, are, are we supposed to eat? Mom, did you do something to it? We, we got a situation here, y'all. And I put a post out to you guys on IG and was like, would you eat this? 
And the way my community clowned on my page on Domino's and this pizza, y'all, I just laughed as I scrolled. They're like, uh-uh. First of all, I just want to say everybody was channeling Black Mama because it was like, uh-uh, you better take that back. You better call them, write them a letter. Y'all, we were going off like someone had hurt our children, <laughs> okay? <laughs> this pizza got it. Anyway, uh, my husband took it back. I did not. If I would have, there would have been some stronger words. I, I can guarantee you that. Um, I, I need free pizza for a while. But I think right now, I'm just going to boycott for a while. I'm going over to Marco's Pizza. That is, what's your favorite pizza place? What is your favorite pizza place? Like if you had a pizza place of choice, what is your favorite place to go? You may not be able to afford it all the time, but what's your favorite my favorite pizza on the planet used to be from this place in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Shout out to where most of my family lives in Holly Springs, Mississippi called Victor's Pizza. And they had some re some ownership changes and it has not been the same for years now, but that was the spot. That thick good old mozzarella cheese. Ooh, so good. But right now, my favorite place to have pizza isn't even in my state, and that is Hideaway Pizza. I don't think they're in Texas. They're in Oklahoma. Every time I go see my mother, Hideaway Pizza, everything. Y'all, I'm not even a bougie eater, and I, I love it. What about you guys? Yes, somebody said it looked like my Domino's Pizza looked like it was a pizza that <laughs> my mother-in-law said it looked like something she made. <laughs> Look. Nostalgic it. She said it like something. She y'all go to my IG and look at this pizza. It's I'm not kidding. Like you, you're you're gonna make a face. You're gonna make a face. Y'all, I watched something on Netflix um last night, and I knew it would inspire me, and it's taken me forever to watch it. And I want to know if you guys have seen it. Um, and that is Becoming by Michelle Obama. Did you see Becoming by Michelle Obama? I'm not talking about reading the book. Did you see her documentary on Netflix? I hadn't watched it because I have to be in the mood to watch something inspiring. Hey, Alicia. And so I said, you know what? I'm staying up late tonight. You know, I'm kind of in a work type of space in my mind. I'm taking this quiet moment and I watched Becoming by Michelle Obama on Netflix. And I did not expect this, but I identified with her story a lot. I think I did not expect it because she's so accomplished, right? She went to Ivy League schools and practiced law. And so for me, I don't at all consider myself in the same league as her. So I didn't think I would identify even though her skin is brown. Okay. So I knew I'd, I'd identify from a, um, a race perspective, maybe. Um, but when I got to see more about how she grew up, learning that she lost her dad, you know, um, some years ago, I haven't, but hearing she had some difficulties and hearing that she struggled in her own skin and spaces and then hearing her talk about losses and how she was just going through life checking a box. And so she kind of was living purposeless for a little while and she didn't want to lose herself in her husband's shadow. I was like, wow, 
Now I'm more of a fan of Michelle Obama than I ever have been. I've always loved her fashion. Her family loved them. But y'all, the one thing that shocked me was when her daughter cursed. <laughs> her older daughter, I think she's like, what, 20 right now, 21? When she came in while her mom was signing books before her mom went to talk on the stage. And she just like cursed in front of her mom. And I was like, ooh. I wish I would. Oh, curse in front of my mama? No way. <laughs> my mama is church. And that's something that did not come up as a part of Michelle Obama's life at all was faith. I think one point she referenced God. But when her daughter cursed in front of her, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you you definitely weren't raised like us. <laughs> you were not raised like us, most black kids are not cursing in front of their parents at, at a young 20. That's just not happening. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I loved it. It's very inspiring. I encourage anybody to watch it. I just think it was such an epic, epic documentary. But my favorite thing about it is you can see that she's had to find her way and pivot multiple times in her life. Like every single one of us will. If you don't think you're going to have to make changes and pivot in your life, you got another thing coming. It is a part of life. And so that brings me to our main topic today, which is dealing with thoughts of failure. Before I jump into this, I want to remind you guys that I offer the Pursuit Club as a coached environment of amazing, God-fearing, goal-pursuing women. And we are about to kick off so much because we are about to run into this end of the year together. We're going to vision board together. We're going to plan. We're going to look at our small businesses for those of us who want to launch it. We're going to get some strategic plans together. That is what we are doing. So we are going to be powering towards the end of 2020 and kicking off 2021 together. You can go to itspriscillab.com and join the Pursuit Club Check it out, see if it's something that you can get down with and you're gonna love this amazing group of people now. Let's talk about failure. Guys, the first thing that came to me was all the different types of ways I have felt like I have failed in my life. I don't know about you, but I have totally felt like I have felt in many ways and we're gonna brainstorm this list together. Are y'all ready? Together, we are about to talk about it. One of the things that I have felt like I have struggled with before was being a mom. So mom guilt is real. Mom guilt is a real, what is that? Where you feel like you are not showing up well enough for your kids and you feel like they're eating out too much. You're not cooking healthy, whatever. Mom, you're working too much. So the kids don't get enough of you. Mom guilt. Another guilt is church guilt. Whenever I would go on vacation and not be in church on a Sunday, the guilt I would feel. Now I'm talking about before this pandemic, all of the things, okay? Before all of this, what, what that looked like for me. Like 
I couldn't even go on vacation because I was so churched, right? So I'm like, I'm on vacation and still need to be up in somebody's church because that's church guilt. Look, tell me, let's drop it in the comments now. Church guilt is real, Tina. Yes. What type of guilt have you had to navigate in your life? Real talk. Another guilt for me, hair guilt. I know, and you ain't never heard this phrase in your life. Hair guilt. Where in the black community, if I'm not rocking natural, there's conversations around, are you being black enough? Are you trying to be white? Hair guilt for real. Another guilt that I have struggled with on the hair side is ain't washing it enough. <laughs> hair guilt. Look, or shaming the black community by looking crazy. Y'all, this is me. What I have struggled with. What type of guilt have you struggled with? I'm going to go to your comments. Oh, we have one from Shalika, which says daughter guilt. Real talk where you don't feel like you're being the best daughter you can be. What makes it worse is if the mom guilts you for it. If the mama is guilting you for it, it's even worse because it's not something you're self-inflicting. It's something that's being put on you. Daughter guilt. All right. Another one says church guilt and mom guilt. How about this work guilt? When you start working too much and you get, I mean, focused and you're like ignoring you know, whoever you live with, husbands, roommates, friends, because you are grinding. So now you got guilt about how much work you're doing. Yes, I see the hand claps. Mama guilt never stops. This is from a grandmother. She says, mama guilt never stops that. Oh, I can't wait to get into this. Here's another guilt for me and my random thoughts. Y'all ready? House guilt. My house ain't clean enough. These piles of things here and there. House guilt. Soon as I come to the house, wham, on the floor, shoes everywhere, laundry falling out the laundry space. That you know, floors need to be vacuumed. House guilt, and especially with 2020, where we are home way more, and you would think we would clean way more. We don't. We we came to realize we don't want to. That's just it. I don't. I don't want to. Okay, you can't make me whoever you are. Okay, you can't make me oh, house guilt. Oh, friendship guilt, man. Oh, Angie, break that down. She said friendship guilt. When I say friendship guilt, when um, especially if you miss a birthday, you miss an occasion. Uh, my friend, my best friend is used to me not celebrating her kids' birthdays. She remembers all mine because her her memory is magnetic. Like, it's ridiculous. I can't be remembering an extra. I, oh my gosh, I think she gets it by now because we over 20 years in. She knows I love her through and through. would drop everything to be there with her. But girl, ain't. Look, friendship guilt on so many levels. Definitely, especially if one friend likes things differently than you. It's a whole thing. All right. On YouTube, Nieves says house guilt. That's when I put myself on strike. <laughs> what's, what's your strike? I ain't cleaning another thing. I'm not cleaning another thing. 
look, I'm not bad at it. My kids would love that. They would be like, oh, ain't nobody cleaning up in here? Turn up. No. Yeah, that's it. She said, no. Look, if I go on strike, it will all blow up up in here. Let me hit you with, oh, one last guilt. But before I do that, this comment here, sibling guilt. Have you ever experienced sibling guilt? Oh my gosh, I have. Oh man, I didn't even think of that one. So good, Alicia. I have definitely felt sibling guilt before. And the sibling guilt for me, because I have two brothers, I'm the oldest. I have two brothers and they're completely two different like generations. Um, and so with my youngest, the guilt I felt is when I was in college was not being there for him because my mom was a single mother at that time. And so not being able to help her raise him, you know, now, of course, that came back around when he was a teenager and lived with us and everything. But that I had some serious guilt there. With my other brother, there's just been times where I'm just like, I know I can do more to help us be close again because we're not at all. And there were times I just had to, which I've talked to you guys about, I had to drop that. I had to drop that because you can't make someone do anything. You can only do your part and let it go where it, you know, let it sit where it is. Yes. Uh, Tasha, hey, said sibling guilt is real. Money guilt. Ooh, spending too much. Drop an emoji if you feeling what Angie just dropped. Money guilt, spending too much. Let me tell you, I bought something I've never bought before, which is these magnetic lashes. Remember last time I got these was at a free campaign I was asked to be a part of for a um, an influencer. And I bought them and it was not within my little budget, but it was a buy one, get one half off. And I said, look, I need them. I'm on camera too much. Okay, it opens my eyes. Look, I'm already got my argument ready for when my husband says, what in the world is a moxie lash? <laughs> what is a what, what? I already know. I already know. Y'all, I am ready. Spending too much. Oh, we got to do an episode about spending, especially with Christmas coming up. But let's talk about this guilt, y'all. Guilt makes you feel like you have failed even if you haven't. I'm going to say it again. Guilt makes you feel like you have failed even if you haven't. And I'm going to break that down. Oh, somebody says I don't even need makeup and lashes. Oh, it says you don't even need makeup when you when you wear lashes, right? I don't think, don't you have a lash business? Yes. Oh, Mary Kay, Angie. Wow. Let me tell y'all. Here's how guilt makes you feel like you failed at something, even if you have it. So mom guilt, for example, I may feel like, man, I'm not feeding my kids enough nutritious food. That may be a fact. They could eat more nutritious things. Where the guilt comes in is I will start beating myself up and feel like I am not a good mother. Now, in that moment, what I'm not remembering is that all of them have clothes that fit them at the time. Sometimes, you know, I get a little bit behind, but you know, clothes that fit them, right? They all are great students. They're great friends. 
They love God. They are just great people, right? My mom guilt don't care about any of the things that I'm doing well. All my mom guilt tries to flood in on is the fact that I'm not feeding them enough nutritious food. And if I accept that mom guilt thought, I will feel like I am failing. And here comes the failure thoughts. Here comes the failure thoughts. Guilt makes you feel like you have failed, even if you haven't. Let's talk about church guilt. Sometimes you may want to stay at home and not come to church before all of this stuff hit this year. A lot of us who are church goers stay in, it is, look, I'm in church, which is excellent, right? Because we're learning, we're getting educated on the word, we're with other believers, we're being encouraged, all of that. No church is perfect because it has people in it. Zero churches are going to be perfect, but let me tell you, the one Sunday you may not go to church, the guilt will set in so heavy where you feel like God don't love me no more. I ain't in a church building. Now, God's love is not contingent upon whether or not you're in a church building, but how strong your faith can grow may depend on that. But you may feel like you are literally failing as an all around Christian because you ain't been in, because you missed one Sunday out of 20. Look, keeping it real with ourselves, guilt is a liar. And guilt comes in to try to make you feel like you are a horrible person. And if we accept the failure thoughts, we will literally live out a life that recycles the same behavior. There's a scripture um, that says, um, of course, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Okay, let's bring that into what we're talking about today. So you mean to tell me that once I accept Jesus, he's in my heart. I am now greater than anything I face. Okay. Anything in the world. Got it. Guilt is definitely in the world. Okay. Okay. Feel it every day. Guilt is definitely in the world. So you mean to tell me that I am stronger than mom guilt. I'm stronger than money guilt, house guilt, all the guilt that I have. Mm -hmm. I'm stronger than those things. At the same time, where I feel most weak is when I agree with the failure thought. See, when we agree with it and see it as truth, that's where the power of it lords over us. I have this thing, a couple things, three things I want to share with you. First, failure has no power when you still have hope. So going to one of the guilts, I told you guys church guilt, for example, if I don't go once out of 20 weeks or twice in a year, just because I did decided not to, and the guilt sets in heavy, heavy. When I think about the fact that I could accept the thought that I am betraying God because I stayed at home on today. I'm not talking about you feel a, a spiritual prompting to be there. That's different. I'm talking about you just feel guilty about it. You feel nothing tugging you to be there that day. You just feel guilty about it. 
And if you decide to say, yes, that is so true. I'm such a bad person. I'm this, I'm that. Gosh, oh man, all these thoughts. And when you say, yep, that's true. That's true about me. You at that point have taken on something that will make you feel heavy. And if you're not careful by accepting those thoughts, every time you miss, you will invite the same type of drama in your head. And you can repeat a cycle in this area. Now, church is an excellent habit. You should be there, right? It builds you up when you're in the right place. But be careful that when you step away from something once or twice, that if it tries to tell you that's who you are, it is lying. It is lying. Money guilt. Me getting these lashes. I know I'm not buying any lashes for at least six months. Like I'm good. I got me three pair this time because of the half off price and the sale and stuff like that. I got me these lashes and I know I'm not. So I know this isn't a normal habit for me or purchase for me. So what's evident is that if I were to feel guilty over making this purchase when it's not in my nature, it's not who I am. I should not accept anything that tells me it is who I am. Rejecting these thoughts are so important, but there is a balance to this. All right. We have this comment here that says, I feel guilty for leaving, but I've got company. Love you. Yes. Uh, Tasha, yes. It's your comment. So guys, let me walk you through a failure that I had that looked very, very true. And it made me almost lose hope altogether. I told you guys a couple episodes back how I had found, found my identity in the work that I was doing. I was climbing the corporate ladder um, as an HR person. I wanted to be an HR manager at one point. And this is before I was with Amazon and Google and all them. And so I'm climbing the ladder and then um, I had a boss who really didn't like doing these two things. One involved working with union workers, metal cutters. My boss told me to, but I don't think I'm good enough at doing this. Well, I told my boss, I don't think I should be doing this. And she told me to go do it anyway, even though I wasn't qualified. Something went wrong and I got fired, blamed for it and fired from my job. It was one, and I was pregnant with my second child. So I'm already emotional. I got fired. I felt like such a failure, such a failure. I, first of all, it blindsided me, but I kind of felt it coming on the inside. Like she's gonna, she's gonna pin me for something. Once I got fired, I found myself spiraling in my mind. In my mind, I started spiraling. Oh my gosh, we can't survive on just one income. I'm pregnant. I have a child in childcare. What are we going to do? I have to disrupt his life because I was fired because I'm taking on the blame, whether it was my fault or not. It didn't matter. It's my job that I lost, right? So I'm spiraling in all of this. And then the thoughts start telling me that that's who I am. You're not good enough to be in that field. You're not good enough to work. So I had all of these thoughts of failure hit me hard, 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 hard. Now, this was like the day after my birthday. So I'm feeling the heat. Well, actually, it was on my wedding anniversary when it happened. I am feeling the heat. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is going to ruin our little celebrations that we're supposed to have because I failed. 
I dropped a ball. And I know here's the thing that really got me. I know God gave me the job. I know that he opened a door for me to work there. And now I have lost something that I felt like God had given me even heavier guilt. Oh man, what happened? I find myself gaining hope and that, and the way that I did initially is I went to this special evening. So it was a praise night, prayer and praise night. It couldn't have been timed more perfectly because I went to this prayer and praise night and I was able to ball my face off to the sound of worship music, to um, just a really awesome atmosphere where I feel like God could pick me back up. Whenever you feel like you are being compounded with so many thoughts of failure, put yourself in a worship atmosphere, an empowering atmosphere, okay? Something that will not tell you anything about who you're not, it will only tell you something about who you are. That is the space you want to be in because it will allow you to begin to see over the clouds. And that's what you want. You want hope back because failure, what I put here is one of my first notes is failure has no power when you still have hope. So if you still can start to see over the clouds, then it takes all of the firepower out of the failure you're starting to think or the thoughts of failure you're starting to have. So was it true that I had lost the job? That was completely true. Was it true that I wasn't good enough to work in that field? No, it was not true. But both of them were presented to me the same way. Was it true that I um, that I should have drawn a line sooner with my boss and did it? Yes, that is a fact. It was true. But did that mean that I deserve to be fired? No, it did not mean that. And so whenever these thoughts were flooding in and trying to hit me and make me feel like I am a failure because of what I lost, I had to remind myself that I am not what I've done. Hear this loud and strong. You are not what you've done. You're not the mom guilt. You're not. Can you do better? Completely. If you have hope that you will change and you still move towards that, you're going to eventually change. You're not going to stay where you are because you want to be different. And the first step in any change is you got to want to. You are not that bad purchase. That's behind you. What you do from now on is up to you. So whenever that moment tries to define you and still all of your hope, it is a liar. You are much greater than any failure you have ever experienced and you've ever had before. Work guilt. Yes, you may have worked a lot at one point. You may be working a lot now. Today, you can close the laptop at five o'clock or whatever time you need to. Today, you can stop scrolling and put the phone somewhere that's not right next to you when you're with family. Today, you can change it. So whenever these things try to hit you and make you feel like you are just that time or that moment, it is lying to you. Literally lying. There are some facts that show up. Is this meal healthy for my children right now? Is this hot dog and french fries? No, it's not. Will I give them a green smoothie before the end of the day or tomorrow morning for breakfast? 
yes. So whenever a moment tries to take you out, push back. Second thing that came to me for you guys was failure disagrees with God's word. I live according to God's word as best as I can, as best as I can. That is my rule book that this, these are my guides in my life. And so whenever something tries to tell me like the day that I got fired and it tried to tell me that I was nothing because I wasn't working. It was the first time I was not working since I was 15 years old. So for me, I didn't know that I had such an identity associated with the work that I did. And so I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm nothing. And then when I look to God's word, which tells me that I am so much more than what I put my hands to, I either have to agree or I don't. Do I agree with the fact that God says that he won't give me more than I can bear? Do I agree with God, God's word that says that I will overcome? Do I agree that I am royal? Do I agree that I have authority? If I agree with it, then I have to disagree with failure. I have to walk away from it. So in those moments where you break the failure thoughts is you say what God says about you. You say it. And this is where church comes in because you learn more scripture a lot of times by it being spoken and taught. You'll remember it. So when you speak back, to these moments of failure with God's word. Yes, right now we're eating pizza. It's pizza night. I have zero guilt about pizza night. I do have a balanced perspective on how I'm about to tackle next week with my kids, nutrition, whatever. I'm using this as an example. Let's go over to house guilt. Your house is dirty. You know you need to clean it. Is it a fact that it's dirty? Yes. Does that mean you're a horrible person because it's dirty? No. Fire back. I know that I have, that I will become a great steward. I will steward my home better. I will still have times and days where my house look a plum full mess, but I will not have a lifestyle of filth in my life. You got to push for it. You got to go for it. You got to keep your hope. You got to talk back to it. Something that I think is so underrated is having support um, on things you feel guilty about. Because sometimes we underestimate guilt. You guys have heard me talk about it multiple times over the course of these 62 episodes um, of the Don't Be Useless podcast. And sometimes guilt will throw you into an emotional low. And that's why we got to catch it. These thoughts of failure that come from this guilt. And we will put ourselves in a depression by saying yes to everything these thoughts are trying to feed us. And this emotional low, it's hard to be determined. It's hard to feel purposed. It's hard to go after goals. It's hard to do any of this stuff whenever you are emotionally low. And so guilt will make you feel that way. And sometimes it's just out of bad habits. Sometimes it's just because we're really tired. It's something else we need to address, but we have to choose to get some support around us. So 
and maybe a best friend. That's what I love about the Pursuit Club. I'm about to get my Pursuit Clubbers talking more in that club because right now it's two announcements full. You know, I need y'all talking up in the club, posting up in the club, okay? In the club, that's the whole thing, okay? But I need that to happen. So there is support and love, loving environments you can put yourself in that can bring your spirits back high. When you feel like you are taking hits, you can start rising again. You can start saying to yourself, yep, I'm not giving any of these thoughts of failure power in my life. I'm going to speak back to them. I'm going to bring the perspective back into this space. I'm going to make a different decision. I'm going to, I'm going to, and then I'm going to move. And then I'm going to move. And I don't care how many times you may not take action after this you say this to yourself enough i'm telling you it's just like putting gas in the tank eventually you'll have a full tank you will take off you will take off let me go to your comments here um if you agree with this definitely say something if it's hitting home would love to see what you have to say um shalika says i did finally put my clothes up last night look in the pursuit club we've been struggling with putting our clothes up that we some of us are struggling with folding them, y'all. And we be like, I ain't fold my clothes, y'all. Look, this is real life. We do real life in the Pursuit Club. That is hilarious. I folded mine and now I need to put them up. Um, yes, putting them up is the real challenge. On YouTube, yes, Tasha says, failure disagrees with God's word. I need you to know that so real. Because failure will tell you that purpose is lost. So let's say, for example, you know you should start a YouTube channel or you know that you should be promoting your business or things like that, and you haven't done it, by you not doing it, you will feel like a failure because the thoughts are gonna flood in. The enemy is gonna flood in them thoughts and try to take you backwards. But really, you just lost momentum for a couple months. You just set it down for a minute. It's not gone. It's the perspective about it. You just set it down. You just got to pick it back up and we're moving and we're going. So I want you guys to take this into your new year. What do you want to see from yourself in 2021? And the reason why I say see from yourself is because I believe when it comes to vision boarding and all of that, don't just look at all the superficial things you want. Yes, you want that car. Yes, you want that house and all these other different things. But what do you want to see from yourself? Because I believe that as you steward your life well, the blessings will overtake you. The purpose you seek will overtake you. And so I'm going to be doing a webinar very soon where I break this down. And this is one webinar that I'm going to be promoting out to the world. I'm kind of stepping out of my own community and trying to draw people into our space that I believe can really benefit from these messages, from these um, episodes and from the club. And I'm creating a vision board freebie. I am so, well, a vision 2021 freebie. I've already started working on it and it is beautiful. And I cannot wait to have that thing up for you guys. My goal is by the end of the week at the latest Tuesday of next week. So we can start really getting all of ourselves together. Of course, it's free for the Pursuit Club. It will cost us a couple dollars if you're not in the Pursuit Club. But guys, are you excited about 2021? Real, real, real talk. How do you feel about 2021 today? 
what, give me three words or less. What comes to mind for you for 2021? What is the vibe? What is the vibe? Because I don't know, but if I would guess, I feel like folks are like, I don't want to cast another vision for nothing the way 2020 done tried to knock me all over itself. I don't know what... I don't know if I got the momentum and that just tells me how much harder I have to work. How are you feeling about 2021? Are you optimistic? Are you hopeful? Are you nervous? Are you unsure? Will you vision board for 2021? What are our thoughts out in these streets? What are we thinking? Because 2021 is an unknown thing. Where are we with it? Okay. A comment here on YouTube says, it's got to be better than 2020, so I'm hopeful. Look! (laughs) She said, it got to be better than this mess I'm dealing with. It gots to be. Yeah. Nieva said, I'm unsure. I'm completely unsure. Guys, I want to convince you to set vision for 2021. And I'm going to walk you through what I have done for the last four to five years and how I approach a year. And even in a pandemic with the craziness of this year, do you guys see what God's been able to produce this year? Still podcasting, launching a company. Guys, I cannot wait to walk you through all of this. Andrea says, ready, set, go was her perspective for 2021. Hopeful, excited, great things coming. I believe it, Shalika. I believe it. So, Definitely a mixed bag on you guys' comments. And definitely if you're listening, I want to know what are your expectations and thoughts about 2021. I'll be dropping a post on Instagram this week and I would love to hear you guys' thoughts on 2021 in general. It's going to tell me how hard I have to work to get your hope back, your enthusiasm back, all of those things back so you can crush 2021. Because God does have a plan for you. Because you are purposed. Because you are called to elevate your environment, to spiritually grow. You are called to learn more and lead well. Hey, I'm running into the principles of the prolific pursuit. That is, yes, you have a reason to be here and you got stuff to do. So let's go. Let's go. This concludes this episode of the Don't Be Useless podcast. I cannot wait to see you guys in next week's podcast. And actually, I think this was supposed to be my last one for the year. Hey, Moya, she says, I'm ready for 2021. 2020, I tried to get overly organized. Oh, so good. I cannot wait to kick that holy cow down. Overly organized will get you every single time. Uh, She says, I tried to get overly organized and there's that. So in 2021, (laughs) I'm going back to flowing with my rhythm and finding the rhythm is what is key. Because even if the rhythm gets knocked off for a moment, it needs to be attainable to where you can hop back into it. Y'all see me trying to dance like rhythm. You can hop back into it. And that's what I want to guide you guys through. I'm so excited. So I will see all of my pursuit crew. Uh, That is all of you guys, all my listeners. You are pursuit crew now. I will see all of you guys in the next episode. Definitely uh, sign up at itspriscillab.com for the email list as I begin to take this podcast on a hiatus. Um, And then I will see you guys for the next iteration of podcasting from me very soon. I love you guys and I will see you next time. Bye.